You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Hey everyone, it's good to be speaking to you today from our church premise. It's been really a long time, uh, and well, it feels good to be back in our church premise. Well, if you are joining us for the first time today, you really need to go to our church website, Spotify, or our YouTube channel to listen to the previous three messages, because today we are in part four of our new series called, You Are Invited to Follow. That's right. And by you means you. That is everyone and anyone, irrespective of what you believe or how you behave, it doesn't matter. You are invited to follow. And you can actually start following Jesus from where you are, just as you are. Well, if you are a thinking person like me, which I believe you are, you should be, and I should be asking, well, that's fine, but is there any real difference between someone who follows Jesus and someone who doesn't? You know what I mean? I mean, can someone look at someone who follows Jesus and recognize him as Jesus' followers? Is there something like people look at you, look at me, who are Jesus' followers, and they would say, oh, look at him, look at her. He is a Jesus follower, or she must be a Jesus follower, right? I mean, is there something that people can see in you and without a shadow of doubt can say that you are a Christian, that you are, that you must be a Jesus follower? Like, there is no other explanation. You know what I mean? So, is there such a thing? Here's what I mean. For example, look at these pictures, all right? The first one is this picture. Now, I know you don't know this person, but without a shadow of doubt, I can say that you know that this person is a Buddhist, right? He follows the teaching of Buddha. What about the next? The next picture, you, <laughs> you can't even see his face. But again, with much confidence, I guess you can say that he is a Muslim. Now, the next picture is also quite obvious, isn't it? This person is a Hindu who practices Hinduism. Now, I have another one which some of you might not be familiar with, this one. He is a Sikh, not that Sikh people like sick, sick as in like physically ill, but he is Sikh who follows Sikhism. Do you know that Sikhism or Sikh is a religion, is the fifth largest population around the world. Quite cool, isn't it? That's right. How about Christians? How about Jesus' followers? Now look at this picture, all right? He's a Jesus follower, right? Of course we have, right, as Jesus followers, as Christians. Isn't he? I mean, I mean look at him. Look at, his, look, at, look at this picture. He's wearing a necklace that has a cross right? So he must be a Christian. He must be a Jesus follower, right? Well, of course not. 
Not necessarily, because there are so many people out there who are not Jesus followers, and they wear crosses all over, you know, as a, in their necklace or in their earrings or even a, a tattoo and so and so forth. As a kind of a fashion. Well, how about this guy? I think you would say that this fellow is definitely a Christian, right? Why? I mean, this man is holding a Bible. He's holding a Bible. He reads the Bible. He must be a Christian. There's no way to explain other than that, right? But well, again, many people read Bible, not just because they are Jesus followers, but they read for different reasons. I believe you can agree with that. The third picture is, is a fun picture, I think. It's, it's great because, I mean, this man, look at this man. I mean, no one, no one dares, right? I mean, who dares to wear a T-shirt with a Bible verse like this man if he's not a Jesus follower, if he's not a Christian, right? Well, actually, that's possible. That's possible. But at the same time, you've got to listen to this. That's not true all the time either. So then, uh, the question is, of course, you know, is there? But again, I don't know about you, but there are these three common assumptions of recognizing a Jesus follower. The first one is this. There's someone who is really nice, like this smiley face. Nice people, right? That's how you recognize if he or she is a Jesus follower. And no doubt, many Christians or Jesus followers are nice people. Really. I'm one of them. Just kidding, okay? Uh, but really, uh, nice people. But again, I don't know about you, but some of the nicest people I know are not Jesus followers. The second assumption of recognizing a Jesus follower is being generous or you know the sign is being uh, uh, the sign is that of generosity and that's true because many churches many christian organizations and many christian individuals and i know even from our church i you know there are so many of you who are so generous in different ways you know, and many Christians, many churches have donated their time, their resources in an unimaginable way towards the needy and the poor. But again, there are also, you cannot ignore the fact that there are so many people who are not Christians and they have significantly contributed and donated to charitable works around the globe. And their generosity, well, has impacted and changed millions, millions of lives as well. The third assumption of recognizing a Jesus follower is this, pious. I must even say it slowly, being pious, right? For example, who regularly goes to church, serves the people, reads, meditates, and memorizes the scriptures and prays to God daily. But then again, there are many people, there are many who are not Jesus followers that are pious as well, and some even more pious than Christians. Let's be honest, right? For instance, the Buddhist monks, right? For instance, the Buddhist monks. I mean, look at their devotion, look at their dedication to live a life of self-denial, right? To live a life of self-discipline. 
And well, don't forget about your friends or the people around, the Muslims, right? Your neighbors, my neighbors. I mean, look at them, their devotion, their dedication of praying five times a day. Maybe some of you, do, <laughs> you may not know why they pray five times. Do you know why they do that? Let me tell you. They do that so that they will not forget God. That's right. They do that so that throughout the day, every single day, every moment, that they will be connected with God. Now, talk about being pious. Well, you have it. So the question is this. What then? <laughs> what about Jesus' followers? What is the distinguishing mark of a Jesus follower? In other words, in other words, is there a hallmark? That's right. Is there a hallmark that distinguishes a Jesus follower from the rest? And this is not for the sake of making ourselves look more superior than others. Absolutely not. Why? Because we are not in any way. But it is for us, for us, for those of us, first, for those of us who are already Jesus followers, to know who we are or how we ought to live and behave. Because listen to this very carefully, all right? This may sound a bit harsh, but it's true. And that is this. If we don't know, if you don't know, if I don't know our hallmark as a Jesus follower, then let me ask you this question. What's the point? I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference of you being a Christian or not? You know what I mean? What's the point? What's the difference if you don't know the hallmark of you being a Jesus follower in the first place? What's the point? What's the difference if you are not demonstrating the hallmark of being a Jesus follower in your life? Like I said, I know. It sounds harsh, but I got to be honest, right? Because that's true. What's the point to call yourself, to call myself a Jesus follower and we are not aware or we are least aware of what is that hallmark that distinguishes us from the rest of others and whether we are practicing, emulating that hallmark, living out that mark out of our lives. And for those of you, all right, for those of you who are tuning in and listening in week, week, week in and week out into this series and uh, you are exploring to see if you should accept the invitation of Jesus to follow Him, right? Let me ask you, for you, and I got to be honest again with you as well, just as I'm being very honest with those who are already Jesus followers, I got to be very honest with you and I got to ask you this, why explore Jesus? Well, I know some of you might be thinking, well, well, I came to Alpha or I am exploring or I'm listening in, I'm tuning in to all these messages because, well, my friend invited me, all right? Or my cousin invited me or so-and-so invited me. Well, I think that's a good way to start. You should be, I mean, you should, you should, you should thank the person who really encouraged you to tune in and to continue to explore this invitation that Jesus is giving to you. 
But then again, I hope that that will be just a starting point, not the ongoing and not the reason why you should consider the invitation. So back to the question, why explore Jesus? Why explore to see if you want to follow Jesus and along the way become committed follower of Jesus, a Christian? Why not something else? Why not someone else? Because there are so many out there, so many. So why? Why Jesus? But this is where, for you, if you are exploring, getting to know the hallmark of a Jesus follower, all right, this will help you, I'm sure. This will help you to determine or decide if you should accept the invitation of Jesus and follow Him and continue to follow Him all the way. That's why you should know. That's why you should know as much as the ones who are already Jesus followers should know should be reminded, if you're exploring to follow Jesus all the way, you should know the hallmark, okay? Because this hallmark, because that, this hallmark will characterize who you will become and how your lifestyle ought to be as you go about following Jesus. So, the question is, therefore, what is the hallmark of a Jesus follower. Well, we don't have to worry because Jesus himself answers the question for all of us. So it's quite easy. All right, you don't have to guess. I don't have to guess. We don't have to like think too much. And uh, his answer, Jesus' answer can be found in the, in the Gospel of John who recorded for us what Jesus told his followers about the hallmark. Nearing the end of his uh, time on earth, this is what Jesus said to his followers. Jesus said, let me give you a new command. Let me give you a new command. And you can imagine, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, uh, the followers of Jesus at that time, you know, because they were following him all the way, and uh, they followed him. One of the reasons they followed Jesus was like Jesus always like comes up with some cool concepts, you know. And so when Jesus said, I'm giving you a new command, it's like you can just imagine like how the followers of Jesus would like lean towards him to listen to this new command that he's about to give to them. And as they excitedly waited, Jesus said this, a new command I give you, right? And what is this new command? Love one another. I don't know about you, maybe you are not aware of this, but do you know that most likely the followers of Jesus, when they hurt, will love one another, they would be disappointed. You know why? Very simple. It's because love one another, this is not a new command. This is not a new command for them. They have heard this before from the scriptures. So you can just imagine the disappointment or the confusion among the followers of Jesus because they would be thinking like, oh, this is not a new command because it's already in the Scriptures. We know about this. So why is Jesus saying that this is a new command? And as if, as though Jesus heard, <laughs> you know what they were thinking? Jesus went on to explain. Jesus went on to unpack this new command, which is love one another by itself, love one another, which is not a new command. And Jesus said, wait, 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 hold on. This is what I mean by love one another. And this is therefore why it is a new command. 
Jesus said, let me give you a new command, love one another. And Jesus said, in the same way, in the same way I loved you, you love one another. So Jesus is basically saying this, love one another the way, the same way I have loved you. I know you have heard this command before, and some of you are trying to love one another in your own ways, right? Because they know about this. And I'm sure Jesus knew that they were also trying to love one another in their own ways. But Jesus is basically saying, if you are my follower, then you should love one another in the same way or with the same love I have demonstrated for you. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you are my followers, then, then, then I don't want you to love one another or love others on your own terms, in your own understanding, in what the world is saying, this is what love means. Hold on, in a few minutes' time, towards the end, I'm going to show you what love means, especially these days. But Jesus is basically saying that love others on my terms, not yours or anybody else. That's right. The new command to love one another is to love others based on Jesus' terms or Jesus' way. Not your way or not the world's way, but Jesus' way. And I believe you all know, we know, that Jesus' way of loving is what? Is to accept, is to forgive, is to sacrifice for everyone and anyone. So if you are, if I am, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, then you are to love like Jesus. You are to love like Jesus. And the followers of Jesus at that time would have understood what it means to love like Jesus. You know why? Because whenever Jesus teaches them, Jesus doesn't just teach them theoretically. But Jesus, when He teach them about love, He loved them. Actually, Jesus demonstrated His love for them. And so to love like Jesus, listen, to love like Jesus, everyone and anyone, the disciples, the followers at that time, they understood through the life of Jesus, the demonstration of His love towards them, they know that love like Jesus means to love in spite of. That's right, you... You have heard this before, right? It is the love that you love in spite of. Because that's exactly what the followers of Jesus experienced with Him. Jesus accepted them. Jesus forgave them. Jesus sacrificed for them day in and day out in spite of who they were, in spite of what they did, and in spite of how they behave. It's like, like I told you, you know, why don't you understand? Why don't you behave that way? Why don't you get what I'm telling you? To the point, of course, everyone deserted him, right? When Jesus was arrested. But in spite of all that, I mean, like, <laughs> at one point in time, like, I will die for you, Jesus. We will be there with you. You know, nobody's going to, you know, come in the way. But when the real testing came, they all disappeared. But in spite of that, in spite of that, Jesus loved them. So you see, to love like Jesus is to love someone or anyone in spite of. But well, some of you might be thinking, oh, well, that, that sounds good. But well, you don't know. You don't know 
what he did to me. And that's right. I don't know. But in spite of that, you may say, oh, no, you, you, you have no idea how she betrayed me. You are right. I have no idea. But in spite of that, well, you can only imagine what they did to my family. Exactly. Again, you are right. I can barely imagine. But in spite of that, that's the love. That's the kind of love Jesus has for us. And He tells us that if we are His followers, He wants us to make that love our love for others. And by the way, you should know, right? Jesus made this a great deal for His followers. And that's why to love like Him is a command, not a suggestion or a choice. And that's why Jesus said this, Look at this. Let me give you a new command. Jesus didn't say a new choice or suggestion. Jesus said command. That means to love like Jesus, which is in spite of, is a command. It's like no choice. It's like, well, can I be a follower of Jesus and kind of like compromise a bit here and there with regards to love? And Jesus is saying like, well, it's a command, not a choice or not a suggestion. And here's the reason why Jesus made this a great deal for his followers. Why Jesus made this command and not a choice. He could have, right? He could have. It's like, well, as long as you guys love one another, as long as you guys try to, you know, love as much as you can. I don't care how you love, but as long as you love, right? Wouldn't that be more practical for all of us? Easier, right? But well, that's the thing. And that's why you should know. If you're a Jesus follower, you should know. If you're exploring to be followers of Jesus, you should know that Jesus' followers, it's like it's, Jesus gives no choice because it's a command. And we see the reason in what Jesus says next, why Jesus made a command and not a choice. And this is what Jesus said. This, what is this? Loving like Jesus. By this, in some other translation, it says, by this or this is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples or followers when they see the love you have for each other. Now, did you see that? Observe carefully here. In these two verses, did, Jesus didn't say, Jesus didn't say, I want everyone, I want the whole world to recognize you as my followers by what you believe by your conviction about the truth of God. Wow, that could have been quite easy, isn't it? I want everyone, I want the world to know you are my followers by embracing all the right theology. It's like some Christians even don't know what theology means, right? But that's how sometimes we fall into. And I think today is a good day for us to see from this scripture passage, which is a very common passage, but I think we need to dig in a bit deeper and we need to see what Jesus didn't say, not only what Jesus said, right? So Jesus didn't say, I want people, I want the world to know you as my followers by what you believe or how much scriptures you know or how much you have memorized and how many questions you can answer from the scripture. Jesus didn't say, I want everyone to recognize you as my followers by 
by your niceness. I, 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 Jesus didn't say, I want people to recognize you by how, you know, how nice you are, by how generous you are, by how pious you are. Now, all these are good. And it's kind of part and parcel of being a follower of Jesus along the way. But no, listen, instead, Jesus said, and Jesus wants everyone to recognize us as His followers by demonstrating our love for others the way Jesus would demonstrate and have demonstrated toward us. That, my friends, is the distinguishing hallmark of a Jesus follower. That's right. Loving like Jesus is the hallmark of a Jesus follower because this is precisely what Jesus said. This or by this is how everyone should recognize you as my followers and nothing else. Love like Jesus. Now, this is where I'm guessing some of you might be thinking, well, so far, so good. But let's be practical and let's be honest here a bit, right? Again, I believe you are all thinking people out there. Love like Jesus? <laughs> Sounds good, but can we be a bit honest here? Is that even possible to begin with, right? I mean, come on. We are not Jesus. How can we? I mean, we are not like Jesus at all. I mean, who is the Son of God? And you are right. You are right. We are not Jesus. But listen. Listen. If the command to love like Jesus was impossible to do so, then why would Jesus bother to command His followers in the first place? Do you think Jesus was just trying to like, oh, let me trick them? Do you think like, oh, you all want to be my followers, huh? You know, yeah, let me just give you some, anyhow, any, you know, impossible task for you to ask me to, ask you to do. No, Jesus wouldn't bother that. Jesus wouldn't be wasting time for his followers if it was impossible to do. Yes, it is difficult, but not impossible to love like Jesus. Because again, if you don't believe me, and if you are, because some of you, I'm sure, you're a skeptic, you know? I mean, we are all skeptic in different ways, all right? But if you are skeptic about this, nah, I don't buy what you are saying, you know? Nah, it's totally cannot, you know? Up till this point, everything was good from this one. Nah, not practical. I'm going to, you know, switch off, you know? I'm going to tune out. No, 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 no. Don't, don't go away. Listen to this, all right? Because if you are being honest to yourself, you go and read the four Gospels in the New Testament. You go and read the entire New Testament, if it is not enough, then you go and read the history that followed after that. All right, it's all out there. Mr. Google has it for you. All right? You go and read, and this is what you will find. You will see countless of followers, countless of followers of Jesus loving like Him. That's right. And, 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 and do you know that it, that was the main reason why Christianity became so attractive at that time in the early church? 
That was the reason. It was not like, wow, look at this group of people. The, the way they believe about God is so unique. It's like, wow, we want to be like them. We want to be part of this group of people called the Christians. No. But during that time in the early church period and the history that follows, Christianity was an attractive, attractive thing for all the people, irrespective of anyone, whoever that is. The reason is because look at them. Look at the way they love one another. Look at the way they love everyone and anyone. That was the main reason Christianity grew over the centuries. So yes, it is difficult but not impossible. Because the Jesus way of love is just revolutionary. You should know that by now, right? It's not impossible to love like Jesus, but it's also not that natural either. Hmm? So I have to be honest because, yeah, it's hard. It's difficult. And that's the reason. That's the reason why not every Christian or Jesus followers loves like Jesus. You see, just because you start to follow Jesus doesn't automatically make you able to love like Jesus, right? It's far from natural. Love is a hard work. Love is a verb. Love is not just a noun. Love is sacrificial. Love is in spite of, and especially loving that love of Christ, Jesus. And that's why you and I, we need to be intentional. That's why you need to keep practicing loving like Jesus. That's why you need to be constantly reminded because let's be honest, you and I have a great tendency to forget who we are in Jesus. Now, now you know why you and I fail to love like Jesus. Because we forget. We forget that loving like Jesus is the hallmark of a Jesus follower. And because it's hard, it's not impossible, but it's difficult. So, all right. So far, again, the concept is clear and good. But again, again, there's one point that I want to mention. Let's be honest again about the practicality of this again, right? I mean, how relevant is this in today's context? Or, I mean, why should I take this seriously? Why should you, whether you are a Jesus follower, you are already a Jesus follower, or you are considering to be a Jesus follower, why should you take the hallmark of being a Jesus follower seriously? Why bother with this hallmark? Why bother with this hallmark when you, when I have so many other things to be bothered with? Here is the answer. The answer is this. There are two ways by which our lives are impacted and influenced the most. Listen carefully. There are two ways by which your life, it doesn't matter who you are. Really, it doesn't matter who you are. There are two ways our lives are impacted and influenced the most in, in, in ways unimaginable. It impacts us in a way that has, that has the potential to kind of like change our lives for either good or bad. And here are the two ways. The first one is this. When someone hurts us deeply. That's right. When someone hurts us deeply. Have you been? Have you been hurt deeply by someone? I have been. And I believe you have been as well. Well, let's be honest. Just as you and I have also hurt others 
deeply, whether that is intentionally or unintentionally. So in other words, all of us have been hurt by someone in one way or another and vice versa, right? And the impact of being hurt deeply by someone, you know that, right? It can be quite devastating. You agree with me? I mean, some people became worse, right? They became negative. They became bitter in life. They became critical, selfish, and they became they, they even became offensive as a result of being hurt deeply by someone. Can you think of anyone? <laughs> Maybe for some of you, that anyone or that someone can be you because that's your experience, isn't it? And if that is you, you know very well how it can impact our whole being, right? So, that's the first one. The second way that impacts and influences our lives the most is this. When someone loves us deeply. <laughs> yes. I don't know whether you might, some of you might have already guessed that, right? When someone loves us deeply. Uh, there's this guy, I, I cannot remember his name, but he said something like this. Without love, in other words, if there is no love, this earth, this world, will be like a tomb. I couldn't agree more. Because you see, lives are transformed. Relationships are established and strengthened because of love. Listen to this one. Love makes you better. Love made me better. Love is the one that makes you want to love others. You agree with me? When someone loves you deeply, you experience a deep joy which has the potential of what? Bringing about a deep change in you. And what more? To be loved. Or to love someone with that same kind of love that Jesus has for us. And this is the reason why we want to be bothered. This is the reason why we want to take seriously about the hallmark of Jesus' follower. This is the reason why we should not give up loving one another and others like Jesus. This is the reason to take it seriously. Because love like Jesus impacts and influences our lives the most in ways unimaginable. So, imagine. Imagine with me. Imagine if all of us who are Jesus followers begin to take our hallmark seriously. I mean, can you for a while, a few seconds, just imagine what, what, what it would look like if all of us who are already Jesus followers begin to take our hallmark of being a Jesus follower seriously. Serious enough to work hard, to love like Jesus in our lives. I think you and I have no idea what that would bring about in our families, in our career, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our universities, in our communities. What do you think? Last week, I came across uh, something in the Facebook uh, that kind of like troubled me quite a bit because that's the idea of love going around in our culture or society. I told you earlier, right? Let me show you what I'm talking about. Here it is. It says something like this. Love the people who treat you right 
and forget about the ones who don't. You know what this means? It's basically, you know what this is? I mean, it, when I saw this, I was like, wow. You know, like, so I was just, just, just musing about, you know, I was like, and okay, anyway, I shouldn't say. All right, so I was thinking like, wow, this, this is so profound, you know, profound in a sense that, you know what this is saying? You know, right? You know, you know who are the people you should love? The ones who make you happy. The ones who love you, love them back. And those, and, and the rest, just forget it, you know. Just curse and then just go on your way. You don't have time for that, right? You see, I understand. I understand that we live in a pragmatic age and world. I, I understand that. We all want to be practical. It's like we have no time. It's like enough. You know, I mean, I have, I already have enough trouble of my own. I, I don't want to create any trouble. I don't want to inconvenience myself. I'm already quite inconvenient, right? So I know, I understand we live in a pragmatic age and world, but, but I don't know about you, but this kind of love, in my opinion, is, is not love at all. It's just using the word love to benefit ourselves. It's just using the word love to make a difference for our own lives. And the world we live in will never become a better place with this kind of love that you love only those treat you well. And the rest, you just forget about it. Don't even be bothered about it. We will not. We will not make a better place where we just make, with this kind of love, where we just make a difference for our lives only. I mean, even if I force myself to be very optimistic, all right? <laughs> you know, I foresee that it will take very long for us to see our world becoming a better place to live with that kind of love. And that is why I truly believe and I truly wish that everyone who follows Jesus will start taking our hallmark seriously. Because I think the world will become a better place at a much faster pace than it is today. I really do believe that. You know why? Very simple. Because Jesus' way of love is not just unique because Jesus' way of love is not just different from others. But can I say this? Because the Jesus' way of love, it is just revolutionary. That's right. It is revolutionary. So, for those of us who are already Jesus' followers, I believe here is what Jesus wants to say to you and to me again and again. So would you open your heart and your mind and listen to what He is telling to you and me who are already Jesus' followers. Here it is. Let me give you a new command. And that is this. Love one another. In the same way I loved you, you go and love one another. You know why? Because this is how. And by this, everyone will recognize, because this is the hallmark of you calling yourself to be my followers. By this, everyone will know. Everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. You are my followers. When they see the love that you have for each other. Love everyone and anyone the way I have loved you. Because in that way, when you love that way, first, your life will be transformed. 
my life will be transformed. And then as a result of that, the people around us will be transformed. And then the world we live in will be transformed as well once again. And for those of us, for those of you who might be listening in to this series, exploring and to see if you would like to uh, consider and keep following Jesus all the way, here's what I want to say to you. And that is this. If you don't like the idea of you becoming someone who will be characterized, who will be defined by loving others like Jesus, okay? If you don't like that idea, or in other words, if you want the hallmark of a Jesus follower to be something else other than loving others like Jesus, then I have to be very honest with you. It's going to be very difficult for you to continue following Jesus, really. But if you say, if you say, no, no, that's a cool idea. That's a cool idea. I mean, to become a person that can love others beyond my own capacity, that is amazing. I mean, that is the way to change ourselves and our world. If you are saying that, then can I invite you? Come. Come on. Let's really make that happen together because together we can achieve more together we can do better i'll see you next week as we continue in our learning journey of following jesus together until then keep learning keep loving like jesus don't give up even when it's difficult because it's not impossible god bless you